Hello and welcome to Marketing in the Raw. That is the podcast and I am the host, Adam Helway. It is my goal here to expand how you define the practice of marketing and your vision of where it's headed, especially in a digitally connected world. I am so glad that uh, you are joining me and spending time with me as always. there's been a shift. Do you feel that shift? You probably feel that shift in everything that we do. And it's been caused by this global pandemic and the COVID virus. Um, you might have kids at home learning remotely. Uh, you yourself may or may not be going into work uh, and maybe doing a lot of stuff remotely yourself from home and learning a lot of new tools in order to do that. Getting things that you want for the house or going out and shopping is probably turned into a whole new experience. There's a lot, a lot of things happening. And a lot of that has been fueled by technology. Uh, The changes in your behavior, everybody else's behavior has created a need for new tools and the adoption of those new new tools um, and has created a change in behavior and even now expectations about how we interact with both our coworkers, our teachers and other folks, uh, as well as just the general world around us as we're going about doing things like taking care of purchasing items for our house nowadays or even traveling. Uh, so I couldn't think of anybody better to talk about this topic with for the podcast than my friend Robert Scoble. You might remember Robert from an earlier episode where we talked about emerging technology having an impact on customer experience and expectations. But now I wanted to focus directly on over the last six months or so, how technology has been an enabler or has helped address things more immediately in the short term because of the pandemic and how that is changing customers' expectations, behaviors, and the way that we interact with them Uh, as people, as customers of our brands, uh, and so on. So we definitely geek out quite a bit. Um, As usual, like Robert is super passionate about this. He's the writer of many, many, many books. Um, His latest one is about uh, spatial computing um, called Infinite Retina. And uh, he's been a part of multiple organizations as a technology evangelist and spoken with folks all over the world, entrepreneurs all the way up to folks that uh, you may have heard before, like Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Uh, so we, we, we dig in today and talk about a range of things, but what I tried to, to guide us through here is some topics that talk about how technology is uh, doing things like creating a contactless customer experience out in the world uh, and what sort of is our, our average day going to look like here, maybe only six months or a year out, when hopefully a lot of the stuff um, starts to subside and hopefully we're on the better side of the pandemic? What's going to stick around and what might not? Uh, what might actually go back and go away and not be a part of our daily life? And ultimately, how marketers and businesses uh, will need to consider some of these changes when it comes to both keeping up with things, but also changing the customer experiences that you may be accustomed to having delivered uh, all these years. And now suddenly that shift, things that have 
probably going to, uh, uh, that, that were on the horizon that should have happened five or 10 years from now have been thrust upon us to happen much sooner and actually have already happened over the last six months because of that. So without further ado, let's talk to Robert Scoble. Robert Scoble, uh, I'm so happy to be talking to you, man. It's It's been a while since we, we talked last, at least in person. Uh, I hope you're doing a well, doing a, okay. <laughs> I am indeed uh, surviving this weird year. <laughs> so uh, that, There's three, three months to go, man. It might get yeah. me yet. Well, you know, you're probably like me. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of folks. I think we're like, yeah, we can get through this year, and they're like, wait, but nothing promises that once we finish this year, a lot of other things are going to change. You know, so uh, yeah, we, we certainly got three months of the year, and I and I hope there there is some sort of barrier that we cross into another uh, dimension at some point here, <laughs> where we're we're more well off uh, than this year. But um, I, you know. In this podcast and, and, and everywhere else, I like to talk a lot about um, how important it is to observe customer behavior and expectations yeah. uh, and to follow the trends that can impact those customers. And technology, um, as we talked about in, in the previous podcast a long time ago, is one of the strongest influencers of customer behavior uh, and really an enabler of customer behavior and expectations a lot of times when one company uh, adopts something in such as Apple and changes the way that customers expect to interact with brands. It actually yep. ripple effect across a lot of other brands that are just like, Oh, we're not as good at that technology as Apple is. How, yeah. how do we get, get, get up to speed with it? Um, and so it's, like I said, it's been over a year since our first interview talking about things and a lot has changed since then. Uh, we're six yeah. months into a global pandemic um, so as someone who has the finger on the pulse of emerging technology um, and, you know, that you often try to identify sort of the unseen connections between these trends, uh, I want to talk yeah. to you specifically about how these rapid changes, um, I want to talk to you about no, the rapid I, changes in general and how they impact the customer behavior and expectation. Yeah, yeah and, and, and my, um, I, you know, it goes all the way back to working in a retail store in the 80s and learning how people bought, you know, beta versus VHS VCRs back then. Yeah. And it, a lot of those same learnings apply to today, right? Just the technology is different. Talk about emerging technology, beta versus uh, VHS, <laughs> huh? Well, no, it's not a trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I want to... I don't even have a VCR anymore. You, you know how many VCRs I sold in these? And, they, and you thought... Man, this is life changing. It's gonna be something that's gonna be with you, with me, you know, my entire life. And now I don't even use any of that, you know. And I live right next to Netflix, and Netflix doesn't even send out DVDs. Well, they do still, but most of Netflix's business is streaming video, you know, streaming movies. So the whole yeah, that, that's, that, the DVDs go out to the off the grid people, uh, right? They don't have their internet connection yeah. with the on demand stuff. Well, so so I want to yeah. first talk about contactless so like contactless and i say that with air quotes is 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 a new but familiar term now to people over the last six months or so and yeah. um what is the most interesting trend or application of technology you've seen uh, a business uh or or an industry use um recently to address the current need for a more contactless well, world one was i was eating at at a restaurant in carmel california and they didn't bring menus out anymore. 
they had a barcode on the table and you scan the barcode and it showed you a, a virtual menu, a, a, you know, a digital menu on your phone. And that kept them from having to pass around plastic or paper and, uh, you know, increase the chance that somebody gets sick because they touched a, a piece, you know, a plastic that somebody sneezed on or something like that, right? Um, and that's, you know, I mean, we, we can go through a whole bunch of the things that everybody, you know, probably ex experienced with social distancing and stickers on floors. You go in 7-Eleven and there's a plexiglass shield now to protect the worker from you, stuff like that. That's simple but, technology, right? That's old school stuff. Yeah. Well, it's old school stuff, but it didn't exist six months ago in these stores, right? You know, yeah. so it, a lot has changed about, you know, where we feel good about going into and where we feel good about, it, and, and, and you know, the, the patterns of movement of people through stores. I mean, um, or, or restaurants, right? I, it, here in California, eating indoors is still uh, forbidden, right? Be, mostly because uh, the latest science shows that most of the people who get this thing get it through the air. So you don't want people sitting inside where the, where, uh, you know, a virus cloud can just hang out for a bit or gets passed around by a air conditioner unit. Right. So <clears throat> it's a, uh, you know, you, you look at all that stuff, but, but I think you're hinting at like, what's next, what, you know, what, what's possible in terms of touchless stuff, We've certainly radically changed our use of e-commerce, right? I, I've seen several charts that show that e-commerce adoption, I, you know, everyday person buying something on Amazon or something from a local store and having it delivered on their phone um, has gone up. Uh, it, it increased the speed of adoption by about seven years, right? So that's pretty radical change right there. Um, you know, right now we're not driving around the town so much. Uh, traffic still hasn't come back to January levels in Silicon Valley and probably won't for years because now all of a sudden we're working from home, right? We're not going into offices at nearly the same pace as we used to. Um, and, and you look at some other things, right? I'm using Apple Pay a lot more this year than I did last year. Because I'm trying to get to that touchless, I don't want to hand a piece of plastic to somebody else, have them touch it, and hand it back. That's sort of, yeah, that doesn't feel good to me, right? And so I'm starting to use Apple Pay, which requires me to touch my own phone, hold it over a sensor, maybe hit a couple uh, numbers on a on the screen, and everything is digital. And I get a I get a receipt, and I don't have to touch anything from from the 7-Eleven that I go to at the end of the street, right? Have you um, heard of Have you heard of Cheetah? No, I haven't. What's that? So, so this this came about. Uh, Cheetah was or is a, um, I, I call them. They're, they're trying to be an innovative uh, and emerging uh, food food de delivery service for. Um, restaurants so they not not a not food to consumers but they were selling you know sides of meat and bags of flour and and all that sort of stuff so food supply uh oh, restaurant okay. supply and so they they there's a, two, a couple things that i think were their most uh 
and initially innovative stuff is that their trucks were were basically built to be mobile warehouses. So I think a little bit more than say a standard refrigerated truck, they they they're meant to be a little bit like like uh, mobile warehouses, and they had an app for an interface. So if you needed anything you would just order it all through their app and then ultimately they would come over. So it wasn't like dramatically innovative, but they're a fairly new company and they were sort of developing things out. And suddenly early on with the pandemic, they got hit because restaurants were closed, uh, uh, yeah. not even doing the, the sidewalk stuff or out on out, outside. And yeah. um, I, I heard through the grapevine that they were starting to do residential stuff. And, and uh, so rather than doing rather than ordering it and having it delivered, which would have been hard for them to do based on their logistics, um, you would order everything you need from the app and that by 12 midnight, whatever you had in your shopping cart would end up uh, being locked in. They would go to their warehouse, pick out your all your stuff for you, and then you would drive to one of their local pickup points, which was normally next to one of their warehouses where they would have the refrigerated trucks outside with a team with masks and so on that would just say, you know, what's your name, you show them that the the name through your window on your phone, and they you pop the trunk, they throw your stuff in and you drive away. Um, That's cool. And, and we've been and we've been doing that from now on, they've changed it a little bit, and they've upgraded it and made it so that you can get the delivery now to your door because that adaptation of their business has taken off. But that was a really one of it was a really interesting thing when we weren't really aware of what to do just yet going to Costco or not or or going anywhere else to like get our food. And so we, we, we decided to try it. And for us, it was the first easiest way of sort of getting a whole bunch of stuff again, yeah. like we'd normally get at Costco from this from this one vendor. Yeah. Well, certainly things are changing like that. Uh, you know, we, we're seeing, you know, because people aren't able to go to Europe on vacation or anywhere. Um, we're seeing RV sales increasing because mm. rich people now are like, ah, instead of going to Europe for six, three weeks, I'll go around the United States in an RV with my kids. And so uh, I've been watching that. Um, but uh, but I think going back to seen? what you said initially about the, the contactless payment, right? Looking at anything yeah. from the cash app to Venmo, PayPal, uh, Apple pay, where, where obviously these things have been around for a long time, but most of the most, not most businesses, I don't know what the exact numbers are at the moment, but a considerable amount of businesses have still not adapt, uh, adopted one yeah. or, or, or those contacts. At least here in the system. United States. In Europe, that's not true. Everybody has Apple Pay. And in China, everybody has WeChat, right? WePay. So, um, which is very similar. Um, but you're right. People are, uh, stores are getting upgrades of their payment systems to make it possible to serve customers in this new way, right? And people are, more people are asking for Apple Pay. I, you know, I really love it. So I keep asking, hey, do you have Apple Pay? And they hear that enough times and they're going to start realizing, oh, we better start changing our payment processing system. Otherwise, these customers might go somewhere else, particularly if another pandemic hits, right? Um, and soon we're gonna, soon we're gonna have um, Apple glasses on, you know, that have a LiDAR, which is 300,000 points of data moving around and eye sensors and a microphone. And now you can actually do checkout list uh, payments, right? Because the glasses can watch, you know, oh, you picked 
bag of chips, a Doritos 16 ounce size, you know, off the shelf. We'll charge you three ninety nine for that. Uh, oh, you connect, bought, connect that to something like Apple Light, Pay. Right? Yeah, and then you just walk out of the store and it pays for you. It gives you a receipt and proves that you, uh, you know, uh, paid for what you took, right? And Amazon already has something like this in, in place with Amazon Go stores, right? And if you go in an Amazon Go store, you grab a product off the shelf, you leave, and it charges you for it automatically. There's hundreds of cameras up in the ceiling that are watching you and 3D sensors and a few other things. And so they're it watches literally everything you do and it knows whether you picked a product off the shelf whether you even put it back right so you could pick it up look at it and put it back and it doesn't charge you but if you take it out of the store boom 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 all, all everything you took out of the store is charged right because it knows what you took out of the store um and uh, uh, you know my best friend is uh, working at walmart and they're uh, trying to do the same thing they don't want you to touch. They want you to not have to talk to anybody or touch anything, right? Other than products that you're going to take out of the store, right? And so they're going to do a variety of these things as well. So the the so based on what we just talked about, in in because um, I know but I this know is still you a couple of years away, right? Yeah, I was yeah. saying I know you were we 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 can get to things that are going to be two or five or ten years out, and I know we are indeed talking about things that are happening right now. So just as sort of a of a, yeah. a resummary of that, like we're talking about the contactless payment. Obviously, we talked about even contactless, yeah. just plain old interaction uh, from from even the delivery of services like uh, yeah there's Cheetah, a place glass wall now yeah. yeah i mean there's a plexiglass wall between you and the, and the guy at 7-eleven that wasn't true in january right so uh, contactless uh, customer service you know well, to and, touch and, that and, person <laughs> well and even and even, or even, even breathe you, on them. <laughs> and you even alluded to it at the very beginning where where like e-commerce has been has been rapid rapidly accelerated yeah. and so it's it's always interesting to see over the years the eye on e-commerce where people first were talking about whether or not they were willing to buy anything online period and then eventually over a period of yeah. time that even goes to um where are they willing to buy something online like i have yeah. i've bought things online for shoot i mean i don't know 20 years since amazon first started but over a period of time you learn where you're willing to throw your credit card information or not and, yes. um, and, 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 and lately you see companies just from their size of their companies and their stock alone, uh, OS, uh, um, what is it? Like OS Shopify. Commerce and Shopify, yeah. um, have, um, uh, have grown tremendously recently because of, like you said, they're, uh, I mean, the, the term, the generic term, digital transformation of their, of their, yeah. of their selling and it's e-commerce has increased by, by quite a bit. And I think it's, yeah. so it's not just changed the fact that companies are doing it, that companies doing it are in response to consumers expecting it and needing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Netflix is just a couple blocks away from my house. They, they've seen seven times more use, usage today than they saw in January, right? So people are at home. They're watching more, more things on computers or on TVs that have digital connections, right? That's a digital transformation of entertainment. Um, and so you start looking at these areas and start going, oh, wow, this is really change. I mean, hell, uh, I'm on my Tesla right now because my son is on 
Zoom. The other son is playing Roblox with friends. And my wife is on a Zoom call, you know, with coworkers at VMware. So I had to come out to the Tesla to get a quiet place to talk to you. <laughs> and that tells you something radically changed in our house, right? We, we, in January, I didn't have any of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there would be somebody, people creating noise in a different way, but not necessarily even connected to the, I mean, I've, I've heard of a lot of folks who have been talking about I, just being able to get a good signal because everybody is now using the bandwidth in the house. Yep. And here in Silicon Valley, uh, Comcast was down yesterday. I'm, I'm lucky I have a brand new AT&T fiber line to my house that got brought in last summer. And so that's been highly reliable. And that's so much bandwidth, you can't possibly fill it up. Right. But other people who don't have that kind of bandwidth and most of my friends don't 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 know why you need a fiber line right uh, at least they didn't until this year now they're like oh how come you know what do you got oh, i got an at&t it's like a gig up and down your comcast line is only 40 megabits up oh i but i never upload anything yeah well now you have four zoom calls going at one time that oh, starts filling up that little pipe right that's that's true i mean we've talked in the past about for instance just with the apple you know the apple glasses and and other things when 5g comes about that's going to be a big enabler just due to the throughput uh in, in the bandwidth side of all of the types of data and the latency and all that stuff you're going to want when you're like looking around and seeing oh. data in somewhat real time as you're or in real time as you're looking around yeah. and doing stuff and and what we're talking about now is how technology is is um now showing its uh its weaknesses in the armor um in regards to all the bandwidth and stuff that we have at our houses before there was sort of intermittent use from different family members and things that were fairly um they weren't huge i mean sure people were playing video games or something like that and using the internet to do so uh or somebody else would be watching you know a tv or whatever but now like you said people are all at home simultaneously in the middle of the day yeah. or same as their neighbors using bandwidth for things like zoom calls um yeah. and and so that's definitely and that's a huge change i mean yeah. if you told me january 1st hey scoville all your school teachers are going to be on Zoom. I would have thought, looked at you as like, what kind of drugs are you doing? Because I'm a futurist. And I didn't see. I didn't see that coming. Right. <laughs> because well, let me ask you. I, let me ask you, you about know. that. Let me ask you about that. Like, I wanted to ask you, and this may be exactly what it is. Like, what emerging thing did you know was coming? Right. Like, two, three, four I years. Mean, I, I'm, I'm, that just suddenly, a, like, boom. I I wrote a book and. and part of the prediction of writing the book over the last year and a half was that joblessness was going to come because of technology. I didn't realize that the COVID was going to make everybody jobless overnight. Right? I mean, mm. we have 25 million people out of work right now. Right. Yep. That I, I thought that was going to come over five years as factories automated. Right. Because I saw, you know, I went to Tesla factory two years ago and then I went last year and last year it had 20% more robots. And so I was like, well, if, if factories are all doing this and everybody's going to have to do this to keep, keep up with uh, Tesla, right? Cause, and, and that's how factories work, right? They, they want to make things cheaper and faster and more consistent than before. Well, that means buy a, a robot to do more of the work, right? And so you could just write out, you know, oh, in five years, it's going to be 100% robot, right? <laughs> if that trend continued right now, it probably won't get to 100, but it'll get a lot closer than it is today in five years. And so I was like, oh, it, there's not going to be very many jobs in America soon, right? And you're starting to see stores where you don't have a checkout clerk, 
right? And so like Amazon Go, we already talked about that. So I started seeing all this Java stuff coming. And, and in fact, I, I was at the Game Developer Conference last year and uh, um, 2019, and I met a guy who worked for a supply chain and it was building uh, user interfaces for it. And he bragged to me and said, you know, we just turned on our first cold storage warehouse that's completely automated. There's no people inside. It's all robots, right? I'm like, whoa, that's a, this is a big trend. And, and nobody's really paying attention to that. Well, COVID just made everybody unemployed you know, all at once. I don't think jobs are coming back. And this has real deep problems to you know, policy, to politicians, right? Uh, I mean, whoever's going to be president for the next four years is going to have a real tough time of putting people back to work. And, and what do you do with stimulus? And what do you do with retraining? And what do you do, right? Well, between and between between adopting new technology, right, being forced to adopt new technology uh, to address the temporary issue of the pandemic, and then realizing like, oh, yeah. this this could work. And that's what the yeah. you know what, what a lot of large businesses are doing or, or some businesses are doing and then the additional uh, element of those things creating uh, uh, an acceleration of things that may have happened yes. five or ten years from now and then because of that acceleration yes. suddenly people went well I'm, I'm here now I'm in the future I'm here I'm not going to go back to the way we no. did it before and that you know that like you said has sort of an impact it has it has a big impact on the joblessness um, and, and right not, now, not I think only that, you know, if you're at Ford and you're planning out your next vehicles, if you're, if you didn't watch uh, what Tesla was showing on, you, you know, and of course, everybody watched everybody in the auto industry should have watched that, uh, that presentation the other day. Did you see any, very many people building those batteries? I, they showed a lot of shots of the, of the new factory floor. Yeah, I saw a lot automated. of robots moving moving things around and I saw automated plant, right? Well, we've seen this already. You go to a beer processing plant. I, I went to one in, in Ireland. There was three employees, one guy to push the button on what kind of beer <laughs> was going to be made, one guy to do quality control, and one guy to, to run the forklift, you know, and even that could be automated now, right? So there's not a whole lot of people involved anymore in making things, right? And and at, if you're at Ford, you're wa you watched what he was doing. Go shit! We didn't think of that. We didn't think of that. We better do better than that because if we don't, we're not going to be able to sell out a Ford F one fifty truck for the same price as the Cybertruck, and and you're, then you're going to lose even more market share than they're going to lose, right? So it's uh, and I mean, in my book, we talk about transportation. We are just getting early tastes of delivery services. If I call my favorite barbecue place or go to DoorDash more accurately and order my favorite barbecue, it costs $10 to deliver it because a human has to drive about 10 minutes each way, 20, minute, 20 minutes, $10, that's a $60, re right? 20 minutes, $10, yep. that's 60 bucks retail. For delivery, right? Which a driver gets paid 18 an hour and they're all right. Um, what happens when an autonomous car comes in to the picture? The autonomous car reduces the cost of transportation from 60 wholesale or retail to about um, six. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. and now your, your 
ten dollar uh, delivery charge is two. And what does that change for the entire economy? Well, first of all, if you're an Uber driver, or a DoorDash driver, or a truck driver, or a taxi driver, you're screwed. You're not going to have a job in ten years, right? And so, I mean, just truck driving is. 1.3 million people in America have truck driving job right now, right? And in 15 years, those jobs are gone, right? So there's a lot of implications of what I just said to governments, to taxation, to employment, to people's lives, right? And, and with that, you get a lot of utility. You get a lot less deaths on the road. You get a lot less damaged goods on the road. You get a lot cheaper goods, so product uh, costs are you know costs are coming way down. So now you can do more with less, and so if you have more poverty, uh, but they're getting cheap rides and cheap transportation, uh, you know, goods from everything, they can afford to stay in place, right? So this has it's going to be a 10, 15, 20, 25 year thing that goes on, right? Well, let me, society. so let me, so let me ask you, cause that, that obviously paints, um, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit bleak, right? And it, and it, and it, and, it, and it's. Only um, if you look at it the one way, which is your job is gone. Correct. Look and, at and it, I want to, I do want to talk about it the other way too, right? I want, I, I want to yeah. hear what you think about it. Go ahead. I'm going to let you go for that. Well, no, I, I already sort of covered it. Transportation gets a lot cheaper right? Because getting an Uber ride right now is about $60 for an hour. It goes down to six, right? If you have autonomous car. Now, it won't go down that fast when you get autonomous cars because there's so much R&D that needs to be recouped, but maybe it goes from 60 to 40. Well, okay, that's, that's pretty nice. You get a, and it gets much more consistent. You don't have rapes anymore by Uber drivers or, you know, I've seen a couple murders happen in China and stuff like that right? uh, on these driver services. You don't have, uh, you, you can afford to keep that thing waiting for you, right? Because if the cost really does get down to six, well, six bucks for an hour, hey, have the car wait a couple hours, not a big deal, right? But if so you pay hearing... 60 an hour, it's 120 an hour to sit out front, you know, waiting for you. Right. So what so, I'm hearing, so what I'm hearing to some extent, and and, and I want to reframe this also in the in the way of uh, sort of marketing and and, and the business uh, yeah. side as well is that customers' experience are changing. Are, are changing. Oh, wait. The, 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 I mean, the, we haven't the, even talked about autonomous car and how how it's going to change how you find a nightclub to go to, or <laughs> well, how, or because it's going to know. I I mean, you know this if you have a Tesla. You park a Tesla out somewhere and it can see people walking by the car and it turns on the cameras. Well, uh, it can see a lot more than that, right? So if there's a Tesla parked in front of every nightclub, it can tell the network, hey, this nightclub has an hour long line in front of it, right? And this nightclub has 10 minute line in front of it. Well, now the, when you say, hey, Tesla, which nightclub should I go to? Do you want to go to the hot one with a long line or do you want to go to one where you don't need to wait in line to get in, right? Well, and, and to your point, there's a few different things that I think are interesting to point out, right? So like one is, is that right now, 
we're uh, we're going through a rapid transition. When I say transition, it's like we're not even in a transition point for most for a lot of folks. They've already made the change yeah. to the point where there are less human beings, less human interaction and impact. Uh, and just just less interaction in, in, in general. And although that feels like an advantage right now as we're going through a pandemic and maybe a financial advantage to creating cheaper solutions uh, for ultimately the, the consumer and also making it cheaper to deliver those solutions um, for, for the businesses, there may be now then an increased appreciation for human interaction in some shape or form uh, yeah. when it comes in the way of engagement from businesses down the line. We, we haven't talked about what happens after Zoom. All right, we, we're all on Zoom. I mean, we're doing this call on Zoom, right? Yep. And I can see you and, you, and it's great. It's, you know, high-res video, at least as high-res as we can do. And this is a huge change. It's reliable, right? I mean, I, I've been doing video conferencing for 20 years. It's just, it never has been reliable for people. Now it's yep. cheap and reliable for everybody, whereas school teachers teaching classes on it, right? Yep. So what happens next? Well, 2D screens suck for this kind of interaction. I, I, I can see you, yes, but can I really play a blackjack game with you? No. <laughs> so to do that, I need to have you have some glasses on, either a VR headset or AR glasses, right? And Apple's coming out in 2022 with AR glasses so we can start playing blackjack or football with each other, virtual football or paintball or shooting each other. You can already do that in VR. My kids play three, four hours a day in VR with their friends because you get this thing we call presence. We can be present with each other, which, yeah, it's not quite as nice as being in your house playing blackjack, but I didn't need to drive to your house to play this kind of new virtual blackjack, right? And I didn't need to be next to you. And if you're sick and I'm not, I don't need to worry about it because you're virtual. You're, you're over the internet coming to me. I can play with you if you're sick, right? So now both of our lives are better <laughs> you know, than, than trying to get together physical world. And, you know, and I'm in my house comfortable and you're in your house comfortable, right? Which has deep implications on events. I'm not so sure I ever want to go to a physical event again, now that I've been into VR events, right? And it's hard to explain that to people who haven't been in VR, but soon we're all going to have glasses on. And I think and arguably, like when you say soon, because of all the other topics two, we're talking about. Two years, about, three years for me but, and but, you. But, but think about the adoption that we've already had with the uh, Oculus Quest and the fact that the Oculus it, Quest 2, true, like, but, Facebook has given up on all the rest of all the rest of their, their products and are going for this mobile device, which because they believe, as you know, that it's going to be something get, that's getting rid of the core. Yeah, Getting rid of the cord makes a huge difference. I mean, I... I put a set of Oculus Quest in my Tesla and when I'm at a supercharger for 20 minutes with the kids, we pull out our Oculus Quests, right? Start playing video games. That, and, you know, right now it's expensive to do that. It costs $300 a headset, right? So most people don't even consider doing that. But what happens when everybody has it? Because it's from Apple or, you know, Facebook. And it's, I mean, it's still and it a hell of a lot cheaper than a mobile phone, obviously. There's a difference. Well, yeah. yes, right, right. But it's early days. I mean, Facebook so far has sold about a million Oculus Quest. 
and that's a nice number, but it's 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 not even a bump on the, the butt of the dog of mobile phone sales, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so mobile phones sell you know two hundred million a quarter, you know, and so and so you know there's two billion, three billion mobile phones out there, you know, and so you start thinking about well, what happens when Apple comes in the market and explains this to people and has a cheap set of glasses? Well, now we can really start having these virtualized events together where you where you replace the a lot of the benefit of a physical event maybe not all everything right it's still you know if, if you told me you're going to take me to the french laundry which is a three michelin star restaurant in napa all right i, I want to have a physical event with you <laughs> i want to go there <laughs> yeah but if you're just telling me i'm gonna gonna have a press conference and you're gonna show me a new product why do I want to drive an hour to see that and an hour back, like if it's in San Francisco? And why do I want to sit in one of the crappy chairs the hotels always give you? And why do I want to be around other people where I could get sick, right? And what advantage is there to going to such a physical press conference or a business meeting? Very, very little over VR. The only thing is VR costs something to buy right now. And it's unusual for people, right? They're not, they're not into VR yet. Normal, everyday old people don't play VR. Kids, you know, you give my 11-year-old, he's in it four hours a day. He's already in, right? And me and you already are in. But normal, everyday people aren't there. But when it gets lighter and more capable and more things are there to do in it and it gets easier to use, all of a sudden more and more and more people get into it. And that's what I study. I study what is the resistance of adoption of new ideas, new, new things, you know? And we, we can sort of plot that out. And, and there's a resistance to Tesla's electronic cars. There's a resistance to on-the-face wearable computers, right? And you can feel it, right? You start talking to people about augmented reality glasses, you and I have advantages. We have glasses already. We have to. We augment the world just by putting on glasses every day. Otherwise, we can't see, right? <laughs> so when Apple comes out with glasses, we're like, yeah, oh, I have to take these off and put the Apple one on. No problem. I'm going to do that, right? Particularly if it corrects my eyesight too, right? But people who don't have glasses on are like, ah, oh, I, I don't like glasses. I don't like wearing them. I don't like cleaning them i don't like i like having to worry about them i don't like having to charge them right they use a lot of words for um explaining why they're not going to do it right? and i say you're going to get fired if you don't do it and they're like what i'm like yeah because i'm going to show up to a board meeting with these things on and i'm going to be walking around your data set in 3d and i'm going to see a problem you you missed and i'm going to tell your boss you missed it and i'm going to have the boss put on the glasses and see the problem and then he's and turn to you and say, why don't you get these glasses on? Because he's he just kicked your ass. <laughs> you know? And if you don't get the glasses on, you're gonna get fired in a few weeks. You know? Well, let, people let me... don't like hearing that, but that's that's how people change, right? And it will happen that way. 
There are well, I think, many, I th many jobs that are going to require you to wear glasses. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the hard part overall when you were describing sort of folks obviously being out of a, out of a job and there's folks that are out of a job now, a lot of people that are out of a job now. And, yep. and that, that was an acceleration of something that uh, that you you believed and I, I agree was going to start happening. I, I think that the the upside to that or the, the requirement that's needed there is just like you're describing here is that folks are going to now need to get out outside of their own yeah. comfort zones in a lot of ways. That's a great example. You're out of work and you send in a resume in a, uh, Amazon because they're hiring a lot of people, right? Oh, yeah, we have a work warehouse job open for you. No problem. The first day you get in there, they hand you a pair of glasses because that's how you're going to get navigated around and told your job. Yeah. Right. And VW is doing this with car, car factory, right? They've already digitized the entire factory floor. They, they call this a digital twin. So now that there's a digital twin of the real, real factory floor, you can learn your job at home. You mm. can practice your car manufacturing job, like putting an air conditioner unit into a car over and over and over again until you get it right and pass the test. And then you go to the factory floor and you're wearing the glasses because it tells you how to get to your job. Those factories are a mile long. That'll save you some time. And then it'll tell you what, you know, what the pace is today and all sorts of stuff about your workspace, right? And you can even leave a little video for your next, uh, the next shift and say, hey, this machine's starting to turn wonky. You might get, you know, service to look at it. Or you might uh, need help, right? All of a sudden, uh, it, a part doesn't fit on the line that used, used to fit. Well, you can call somebody else who's an expert on the machine and you can live stream video from your device to theirs and they can do the same and they can help you and see something remotely and maybe even control the machine remotely, right? So this is gonna happen over and over and over again in all sorts of different jobs. If you're a surgeon, you have to wear the glasses. Why? Because it tells you how to do the surgery now. I've already seen this. This is already happening. If you're a construction worker, got to wear the glasses. Why? Uh, Trimble told me this. They're digitizing the construction site in 3D. And they're showing you safety violations in 3D. And they're showing you the supply chain. Where, where should the load of lumber go and be set? You know, for the next uh, workforce, right? And it's all going to be controlled with, with augmented reality glasses. So you're going to get fired if you don't want to wear the glasses, right? <laughs> you know, and people don't understand that because it hasn't happened yet, but it's happening. And it's happening. But it's, 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 it's moving faster rate. when you're in a, I mean, there's a lot of elements that also have to do with a, yeah. a contactless world. Like you said, just being able to do certain things from home. I mean, you, you uh, eventually being worker, able to, right? yeah, yeah. Can, I, mean, I mean, they've got people stocking the shelves now, robots stocking the yeah. shelves. Even if it's people stocking the shelves, your glasses are going to tell you where to put those M&Ms, right? Because it has to be that way. Otherwise, you can't charge M&Ms for this, this store real estate, right? Because everybody, I don't know if you know retail, but M&Ms pays to get in certain places in the store. Well, how do they validate that in 300 Walmarts that they got their display in rack caps. in the in the right place right yeah and so some workers gonna have to wear a 3d sensor on their face to validate that they put the m&m display in the right place to get charged for it right 
So it's over and over that this stuff. Plus, you're going to get navigated around stores. I mean, both shoppers and workers. So a worker needs to find those M&Ms. Hey, hey, Walmart, where's the M&Ms? Yeah, let's let's take you there. Blue line on the floor shows you right how how to get there. Right. Yeah, and to be and to be clear for those that are listening, right? We've jumped around between VR and AR, and what you're talking about because yeah. my brain even for a minute was clicked on the VR part, right? Having something cover your entire face and not being able to see the world around you—that's going to be VR. And what, yeah. what Robert's talking about. In ten years, about, they're the same thing. Yeah, ten and years, so you're, you're, ten years you're, from now, you get one pair of glasses that does both completely virtual thing. Yeah. Or some virtual thing like a little on a real thing like the floor, right? So that's augmented reality, right? So, and it's a spectrum. It, uh, Milgren, if you go and, and study it, virtual reality, augmented reality, these alternate realities, and there's a whole bunch of them. There's a spectrum of uh, things from seeing completely the real world without anything to completely the virtual world where you don't see any of the real world, right? Vir VR, right? So, yeah. So, I, so I, I live in this. I, in my head, I'm already living in this world of 10 years from now where I don't care about these arguments about VR versus AR because, it, you know, if I'm walking around a Walmart and I want to play a video game right there in the Walmart for a couple seconds because I'm standing in line, I can get rid of all reality and now I'm playing Beat Saber in line. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know? Well, 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 so I want to take you back from, come back to reality over here, Robert, from the 10 years in the future. 2020? I wanna, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We'd all like to get away from 2020. I, I would, I, I want to. in this little uh, screen, this little flat screen. Uh, it's, it's sort of disappointing. When I, when I go in the future, you're sitting, you're sitting virtually in my Tesla with me and we can go for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and just like you were, just like you were pointing out, you know, um, there's both Microsoft, other folks, including Facebook that are, that are, Facebook's trying to do it. They've done, they, they were trying to do it predominantly. It looked like from a social standpoint, it looks like they're trying to do it a lot more now from a, from a collaboration standpoint and productivity yes. standpoint than ever. And those are the things that I think are going to be exciting. And I think they're a lot sooner, um, you know, they're a lot closer than, than most people think. And they're probably being, they're probably being accelerated as quickly as the engineers can work on it because of the current, um, situation that we're in the more that the longer we're in the situation the more open the window is i think for more rapid well, adoption of these things the, the way i put it is uh covid plowed the field right it sped all these things up what really happened was everybody now is on the same page everybody in society knows what zoom is right my school teachers my janitor everybody all my friends right they're yep. all up to date. They're all, we, we get together on Friday night and have, you know, a social hour on Zoom, right? So everybody knows what Zoom is now. That was not true in January, where it was real struggle to get some people to join video conferences, right? So now we don't need to teach anybody about 2D video conferences and social stuff. So now we can have a real conversation about what comes after Zoom. And now we can sort of say, okay, this, you know, that person might be a little later. This, you know, me and you are going to get it pretty, like, we have it already, you know? And, and, um, you know, we can have a discussion about how long it'll be before adoption happens in various, you know, how, how soon is it going to be before Tesla turns autonomous, right? Well, it's coming, you know, we, we can have an argument about that. 
Well, I, I, I want to. I'll assume before more than 10% of people buy Apple glasses, right? We can have an argument about that, right? Yeah, I, but so it's coming. I, I, it's I, coming I, this decade. <laughs> so I want to ask this you. This decade a, a, is going to see radical change. So I want to ask you a couple questions here before I get to my my, my last question. Uh, so yeah. so in just a couple minutes, because I know this could go so many different ways, and <laughs> I love geeking out with you, and just I know it can go so many different ways. So bringing it back yeah. to like the near the simple. near term, yeah, to the near term next year let's say we yep. got a vaccine we got something going on to the point where we're we're starting to get back to um some more open semblance of of the 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 next normal or the you know whatever you want to call it can you paint yep. a picture of the time that i literally am waking up to the time that maybe i'm i'm going to sleep what's the average day look like for the experience of an average customer in the person? next year you're not going to see a whole lot of change you're going to see pieces start to change, right? Uh, you might get a VR headset where you don't have one today because Oculus 2 is out and that's sharper and lighter and cheaper than Oculus 1 that, I, that you and I bought, right? You might start actually experiencing an autonomous car. I'm already sleeping in one, right, on the, on the freeway. That's sort of stupid and dangerous today. By a year from now, it's not going to be stupid and dangerous anymore. It's going to be so... What's coming? You're not sleeping Tesla's. in one now. You're sleeping in one a year, year and a half from now, is what you're saying. Well, you could close your eyes for a few seconds in a <laughs> Tesla and not die, right? Because it's it's full. You know this by having one. You put autopilot on, and you can go thirty miles without being needing to drive, right? Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And uh, you know, you can go further. <laughs> yeah. I, I, thankfully great. i haven't fallen asleep but yes you could totally i mean i've driven hundreds of miles you can close your eyes for a minute and not hit anything right it's, yep it's it's it turns the wheel it keeps you in track if somebody slams on their brakes in front of you it stops it's not a you know oh, it's it'll wake safe. you up too right oh totally will right if your car is ste stepping on all four brakes with a with you know uh anti-lock braking it, you're not sleeping through that it, the whole car is rattling <laughs> You know, kind of thing, right? <laughs> and it has yeah, an alarm usually, like, right? Oh yeah, it's like, hey, wait, get involved, get involved. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a lot of things that you need to get involved here with, right? Um, the the autopilot is about to radically change in the next two months, and the testers who've been talking to me say it's next level. It's like an exponential change in how the car works and where it works and what it sees and how it's going to hook together. And we can spend, we can spend literally three hours just talking about that right just two months from now <laughs> so there's a big change but robert but, but robert starts his day yeah. by getting up and and peeing and, and washing his hands and getting yeah, breakfast no. and then getting his goggles I mean, on i mean i have a june oven most people don't right so i put a piece of toast in the oven and it goes hey that's toast so i don't need to have coffee before i start the toast and i don't have to be careful about it I put toast in there and it says, oh, that's wheat toast. I'm gonna burn, I'm gonna cook it this much. And there's a little camera in my oven with an NVIDIA card and an AI in my oven, right? Yeah. Uh, I get up and listen, and listen to Spotify music to wake the kids up. Well, the music was chosen by AI, right? So we're starting to experience, without even understanding that you're experiencing, these, some of these changes already happening in, in human life, right? And over the next couple of years, me and you 
are going to get a pair of glasses. They probably won't be from Apple um, until 2022 or 2023, right? When Apple comes, everybody else is going to, yeah, a bunch of our friends are going to be getting Apple glasses, right? Because that's, look, we both have AirPods. How many other people have AirPods? Millions, right? When Apple releases something new, people are going to try it out. But we might have, have a Musics or something or an Enreal or a Magic Leap or a, an er, a early version of Facebook's glasses that they're coming out with Ray-Ban next year, right? Which are some smart glasses and a little bit somewhere in between a Google Glass and one of these, you know, augmented reality super glasses. Yeah. And we're getting devices in our house. Uh, next year, Amazon just this morning announced, oh, you, you can have a little drone that's a security camera so you can, you know, if if your dog's barking, the drone can wake up, go in the air, go see what the dog's doing, and then warn you on your mobile phone, hey, your dog is barking at something. Here's the video so you can watch your dog barking out the window, and you can see what the dog's barking at. Maybe that somebody's trying to break in the house. Well, that might be something you'd want to see, right? Or maybe the dog is causing a mess, <laughs> eating eating all your remotes, you know, you can see that your your remotes are going to have to be replaced, you know, <laughs> something like that, right? And so you can fly around your house with a little drone. Well, that's sort of funny, but it leads to, you know, later, later there'll be the, that, that will notice your windows are dirty and say, hey, we can wash your windows with a little robot if you want, we, you know. 20 bucks a month and we'll wash your windows <laughs> stuff like that I mean, or this goes back this goes your, back your a lot to your book and in spatial computing and and, and, and robots having eyes and being able to change the way that they interact with the world computer vision right yeah and understanding what's going on in the world and being able to see new patterns and doing new things but over the next couple of years um you know we're going to get a 3d sensor in our phones so now we can start, you know, going along the path to full robots or to full augmented reality. But hey, you can see already with your phone, you can see, you know, furniture in your house, virtual furniture. So you can buy, you know, furniture from Wayfair, from an app, uh, Amazon, and try it out in your house and see if you like the look of the couch in your house, right? And whatever you're going to buy. And that'll, that'll be more robust next year right video games will be happening in your house uh, volumetric entertainment will start happening in your house where you can see things like sports in 3d and on your coffee table stuff like that right maybe not a lot right you know by the end of next year but you'll see a couple of examples of that right and that that opens the door for when apple comes in 2022 or 2023 with glasses, there'll be some a lot more to do when when these glasses come out that do augmented reality, right? Well, I, I think what you're, I think the interesting thing that you're pointing out, um, and and you, you just reminded me of it, is we've had for a long time this bridge where there was the stuff that happened on your computer or happened digitally, and then we had this stuff that happened. On, in the real world. So you call it digital and carbon-based yeah. stuff. There was two different sides to, I call to it the anal coin. Analog is real world, you know, because it's a speed yep. wave. And then everything else is digital, you know, a yep. sensor or a camera. And, or a, 
And so what, what's what's been happening, and and I've seen this like well, remember when location based data started getting logged on? You've got things like you know Facebook and Maps and Foursquare and 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 uh, all of that sort of stuff where you're checking in and everything. There was this layer that was happening where first it was being predominantly applied to um, location based data where your yeah. interaction with the location was being logged you have you had you had reviews and you had what's what uh, me as a person was here and you can compare that data with another person that might have been there as well when sometimes facebook would tell you hey would you like to be friends with this person that it seems you didn't know but you don't the main reason that it thinks you knew it because they actually knew that you checked in at a location close to each other or even relatively at, at a similar time and over time yeah that has expanded now to uh to apply to uh, some touches of AR and VR and which is which is just increasing more and more. So I think to your point, what we're seeing is yeah. the the digital world is crossing the boundaries in a huge way to become because of spatial computing, which is, you know, what your book is about. And yeah. a lot of the other stuff we're talking about. And spatial is, computing, by the way, is computing that you, a robot, or an autonomous car or a virtual being. And we haven't even started talking about virtual beings because it's hard to really talk about those without talking about, you know, having glasses on, right? But all three of those moving through physical space, through the computer. The computer is on the world, it's in the world, it, 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 it's in the air, right? And you move around, you know, robots moving around this, it's called a digital twin or AR cloud or slam map. Right. And they're all pretty much the same idea. Well, and, and looking at something like those filters and everything you get on Messenger and Instagram and Snapchat yes. and all these things that those are all using, uh, obviously, the camera um, and, and in a real basic way, because it's not actually using much more than the, the front facing camera, which isn't necessarily sophisticated as as. Uh, the the multiple cameras on the on the flip side, let alone the fact that they're starting to now add lidar to the Apple products, right? They've only got it on the Apple uh, iPad Pro from like last year, but there there's a strong chance, if not this current iPhone, the next iPhone will have it. That's part of what the yeah test they're going to announce it in, in October. You they're think it'll have lidar on the new one? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And so, so now that's, now that's providing, right. Folks are starting to get trained to use these digital masks on their face to change their reality. And then now we've got, even though we've already had this for a while with, with AR kit and other things where you could look at what Wayfair and Apple and uh, Wayfair and, and Amazon and, and Ikea products look like in your living room right now, yeah. let's you, it sort of takes away the, the, the need to have to go test something out per se. You can get the exact dimensions and those cameras can calculate what, what, where you are in your room and where the floor is and the wall and everything and give you an idea realistically of what that would look like sized up in yeah. your, uh, in your room. We're bridging that gap and it's happening now. And we're getting people towards that telepresence thing that you were talking about, which is currently everybody knows what zoom is. So to get people to the next level of what a telepresence may look like, which is avatars inside of virtual worlds and collaborating on a, a virtual whiteboard, which is a hell of a lot easier or, to sort of Or feel. avatar in the real world. Play, like you yeah. can be sitting in my Tesla. You're not actually sitting in my Tesla. I just see you in my Tesla, right? And you see me virtually in your Tesla, right? Yep. <laughs> so, or a better way to explain this, we want to play blackjack on my kitchen counter. Well, you could be in your kitchen counter I could be on my kitchen counter 
and the cards are virtual. And you see the cards on your kitchen counter. I don't see your kitchen counter. I just see the cards, right? Because that's all I care about. And I see you and I can hear you and I can hand you a virtual card, right? Or I can have a third person be a dealer, right? And so um, now we can build all sorts of interactive games that are going to come soon with these, gla with these glasses. I mean, we have it in VR. I can already play blackjack or poker with you in VR. I can take you fishing even virtual fishing in VR, right? <laughs> or, or race car or, you know, uh, a variety of things. Facebook has uh, a whole bunch of uh, new things we can do together from watching an event together to playing in a room that we designed together or even design the room in, you know, that we're in. And then we can play in the room, right? With Facebook Horizon. I mean, now they've got Beat Saber Collaborative, right? I mean, there's... Uh... <laughs> It's uh, endless. There, there's going to be endless things that we can do with VR, which is all virtual. So we're in a completely virtualized world or augmented reality where, you know, the, the, the blackjack cards are on the, on my real kitchen counter, a real kitchen table. Right. So, and all of this is, it's pieces of it are here today. Right. I, I can show you a Microsoft HoloLens that lets you play blackjack this way. It's just it costs three thirty five hundred dollars for a HoloLens and weighs a pound, and nobody's going to want to do that just to play blackjack. Now a surgeon who needs uh, assistance while doing a you know a hundred thousand dollars surgery, not a problem, right? But we haven't seen it come to the consumer level yet because it hasn't shrunk uh, enough and it hasn't gotten cheap enough. Well, that is all going to happen in twenty four months, right? And then we're off to the races and, and a lot of things are about to change. It's not just glasses and just autonomous cars. People are even me about cars. I, I don't need a car. Yeah, I like to drive. I'm like, first of all, Google already has the data. If you, if you spend three days in an autonomous car, you're never ever going to drive that car again, unless you're on a racetrack. They already have the data. They, they know, and I, I know how they got the data, <laughs> which is sort of weird. The head of research said, yeah, do you want to hear the story of how they got this data? Sure, sure. All right, so, because I, I asked him, I was like, how do you know this? And he was like, all right. He's, he said, and you, you live in Silicon Valley. He, he's, you know, four years ago, Google had all these little bubble cars rolling around uh, Mountain View. Yeah. Little cars that could only go 25 miles an hour. And he, he asked me, do you know why we did those cars? I go, not really. I have, you know, some theories, but I don't, I don't know. He goes, well, <clears throat> we tried handing a full-size Lexus, a, a real car with the LIDARs, you know, the, the spinning uh, yeah. laser yeah. system on top of the car and cameras and, you know, and it, full, it was fully self-driving like five years ago, right? And it's pretty good five years ago but but the lawyers were freaked out anyways they they handed the those full-size lexuses to a few employees and they had the employees sign a contract that said if you take your hands off the steering wheel or your eyes off the road for more than a second you're you will be fired it's not up for option and and they showed them there's a camera watching the driver right yeah 
and there's and there's sensors on the steering wheel and there's sensors on the pedal for the brakes and the gas and the fuel or the yeah there it was, lexus was gas and he said after three days of watching this car work and being bored as hell <laughs> everybody broke the rule <laughs> everybody stopped paying attention to the road and wanted to look at their phone or make out with somebody in the back seat or something, you know, something, right? I mean, I, you know, Bert Rutan told us that at a conference four years ago. Uh, when I, when I get an autonomous car, I'm going to be making out with my wife in the back of the car. <laughs> and, uh, I, the, I, the things that technology enables. About that. Yeah, you know, it's like, why would you be... Um, paying attention to the car anymore why would you ever drive i i'm already there i i have a tesla i i try to not drive as much as possible because driving is a dismal task unless you're on a racetrack or unless you're up in the santa cruz mountain on a tuesday afternoon when it's sunny and before the fires and um there's no traffic well how many people ever get to drive that in the world it's like zero. Yeah, nobody, most of the, most of the time we're, like we're that. most of the time we're in traffic or whatever. It's yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. Cities, right? And, and you're not driving for pleasure, you're just driving to go to the grocery store and pick up some food or you're driving to a restaurant or you, and and you a lot of times now in modern society you're stuck in traffic, which is dismal driving. I mean you like driving, stop and go to traffic for an hour. I did it on Sunday to go to the beach. And my car did the whole thing, right? Stop yep. and go for 55 minutes. And I was having a great conversation with my family instead of paying attention to the road. Now I still look at the road a little bit, you know, but I'm not really paying attention to this shit anymore, right? And wait, wait five more years when it's really freaking amazing. I mean, it already is amazing, but wait until it does 100% right in your life yeah and it's yeah way safer than you are and it's and it's faster and it can see in 360 degrees and it can you know do stuff that you can't do i mean I, soon cars are going to teslas are going to start hooking together on long trips so you get better fuel efficiency right and my car already switches lanes and it switches lanes better than i i don't even look at the mirrors anymore after you know switching lanes i don't know if you have full self-driving in your car but I have full self-driving feature and it switches lanes and it's way more accurate than well, I am. The, interestingly enough is at the time, cause you and I both got it. I think you ended up getting it very, you got it first. I got it within the first few months of, of it yeah. being released. So you got it first. I got it not long after you. And at that point in time, the autopilot has pretty much everything except for one or two small things that the full self-driving now has to have. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. as the, the lane changing and, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of great stuff. I, I don't get to drive, unfortunately, as much uh, having both a home office and a pandemic going on. Yeah. And so I don't get to do it nearly, way. nearly as much, but look, man, I know that we're always going to go, on for a while about this great stuff because i would because normally wouldn't i would love to do this outside of having uh you know of, of recording it um because because i always geek out at talking with you about stuff um no, uh, i've been and i've been doing a lot of a lot of phone calls like this with uh people 
building construction sites and doing, you know, or re retail stores or mining and uh, or surgery. And so I'm studying. I'm studying how the bleeding edges of uh, the world are are adopting this new technology. And it's still like like we said it. Uh, you know, it's still ugly and big and expensive. Well, in two years, it's not going to be ugly, big, or expensive. So. Also, because everybody's at the, if you, when you, the more people you get adopting it at once, especially now, like you said at the very yeah. beginning, the playing field has been leveled. We're all we're all going through the same thing. Um, yeah, we, we we all have very similar needs because of this, which goes to both what marketers and businesses need to you know look at. There's there's the 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 bar has been moved for everybody um, yeah. across the board, and and so in 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 sixty seconds. The lesson that you started with, which is customers changing their behavior. When I wrote my third book, I uh, we were talking Ford, to Ford's CEO, and he's like, "Oh, our our uh, um, focus groups and research show nobody wants a self-driving car." Well, you know, I stood in line with people who told me they wanted uh, a Tesla because they knew it would have the best self-driving features, right, or a technology. And so people change their behavior and their beliefs over time. You know, I have this morning, I just put another $250 aside for a drone that's going to fly around my house for security I, from the Amazon. I didn't know I needed such a thing before today, but I see it. <laughs> right. I see, I see Amazon release a new drone. It's like, I never thought of having an autonomous drone. Oh, was it Amazon house. that released it or, or Facebook? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Amazon. And, Are they connecting and, it to their ring service? Now I've got to go check that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. They announced it this morning. You got to go check it out, right? It's all over in Judge and Gizmodo and the Verge and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, I two hundred fifty bucks more for something I didn't know I needed this morning, and that's and that's the lesson for marketers: is you better not assume that your customer is going to stay the same tomorrow as they stayed to yesterday, right? they're changing all the time for a lot of reasons some of which you can plan on some of which you can't like the covid i i i'm a futurist i i study how people look at the future nobody saw covid happening this year right? so, you know, and, and if they did they would have been like you know if you told me january 1st that all my school my my kids would be uh, doing school at home this year on Zoom, I I looked at you like you're insane, right? There's nobody predicted that in January first, right? That's yeah. something that's going to happen in 2022 or 2020, right? But it did. So now you have to change your belief and be agile. And the best companies are in play for this stuff, right? The worst companies are inflexible and arrogant, and they are not uh, planning on how they're going to change to the, these things, right? Um, and uh, there's a lot of change coming that I can see, <laughs> that I can actually see. So, so, so for the sake of time, I'm going to wrap things up with a with a, yeah. with a 60 second or less question. And this is a little bit outside of what we talked about, but outside of what we are, have already discussed, what is your favorite emerging technology that you can't wait to become mainstream? Outside of anything we talked about, I want to be I want to be surprised, man, because you and I have talked uh, about a lot of these other things. Fairly often, I would love to hear what's the 
what is the one thing that you've seen on the DL? Because I know you've talked with folks and you might not, not even be able to share it, but something that's going to, it, it's There's nothing that's, that's that shocking that's coming. Uh, we didn't talk about, you know, how, I, you know, I, I like joking around with people that Silicon Valley is done disrupting taxi companies and we're going after God next, right? Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> and in a way, this is what Elon Musk is talking about when he's warning us about AI, that computers, AI, can see every human's behavior at the same time and see patterns that humans just can't see or do things that humans can't see, right? And this is starting to happen because of AI and computer vision and 5G and hooking up things. So what is a, a Siri or an Alexa or a, a, a Tesla or a Facebook, you know, I've, Facebook's building one of these systems where you can talk to it and get things done. And it, so is Tesla. What is the future of that? And most people haven't even started understanding the power that they ha have in their own home with a, with a Google Home device right now, right? I mean, I, I, Amazon just announced, I, I don't know, a, a crap load of new Alexa devices this morning. The, the drone is one of them. What does that all mean when, when it really understands your house, like really understands automatic shopping is going to be possible soon, right? So it's could just I, going to say, could, I mean, I have I a Facebook device staring at my kitchen, right? A Facebook portal with a camera on it. And the thing turns on when I get, get in the room, right? It's dark. And then I get in the room and it goes, oh, somebody's here, right? You don't think about it, but there's computer vision right in it. I've seen computer vision in labs where it can see, uh, oh, you're eating Cheerios. <laughs> you know? and, and, you've, uh, and if I get to have a system that watches you over a month, it's going to know everything about you. Everything. So automatic shopping. Hey, you know, in an hour, another uh, robot will be rolling down your sidewalk with a bunch of shit that <laughs> we bought for you automatically. With a, bo with a, box, of, a box of Cheerios since you just finished that Yeah, one. because um, I, it could predict that you're about to run out of Cheerios next, tomorrow morning, right? Because you've taken four bowls and there's five bowls in a box of Cheerios, right? So, so, so it, it knows how many, the... boxes, how many bowls you poured out of it, right? <laughs> so, I, I, so I think on the on the note of what we were talking about earlier about sort of the digital coming into the real world and technically, sort of speak, these connected devices. I mean, these are things we've all talked about for a while. It's, it's really a convergence of things. There's the internet, yeah. internet of things as well. And so when you when you start wiring your house, you've got automations and smart home stuff, and then you've got that connected to your virtual assistants. And then in those virtual assistants aren't really necessarily very intelligent right now. But what you're talking yeah. about is now being able to have, you know, your, your personal or your family AI that is now yeah. available to you through your smart, smart device when you walk out your vehicle, you, inside your home, and it's then uh, able to then integrate with other elements of your your life as and, it learns about you to serve and predict you. and predict what you what you need next, right? The the Tesla gives you a little hint of that, right? When 
it, let's say you wake up at eight in the morning and you have to be at work at eight thirty or nine. When you get in the Tesla, it already has the map up and running and it already warmed up for you. Right. Yep. Warmed the battery. It already, predicted that you're gonna go somewhere so it puts the map up because you give it access to google's maps right and it already does that today it, it didn't when i bought the car right it's a new feature that just sort of turned on one day it started doing stuff automatically for me right well when we have the glasses soon we're, we're gonna be having all sorts of experiences like that <laughs> it knows i'm going to somebody's party and it has a a box of gifts for for them from Amazon, and it's sort of accurate. You know, it's like it's based on their wish list. You know, I mean, it's like uh, <laughs> you know? I um I'm sure when there's a lot of folks, it's always interesting because you've got two types of folks that that can listen to this. The people that I meet when it comes to technology, folks that like embrace it and are like, hey, that's really awesome. I could see how in in a measured way that would be awesome and beneficial and so on. And then the other folks that are just like, why would I want to wear something on my face all the time? And like, yeah, the resistance, I think there's resistance for, I think there's reasonable resistance and then there's just absolute, no, I I, I don't want to try anything new resistance. Um, like I said, I try to go to work and say, say I'm not going to use a computer or a phone at work. Yeah. See how, see how long that takes you to get fired. I figure yeah. a couple of days at most jobs. Right? Well, because you if you say I'm not going to use a computer or a phone, you're not going to answer anybody's email. After three days of not answering anybody's email, you get you know people, you know, figure you died. <laughs> well, <laughs> cut you off the payroll. You know? Well, and, and, and that's. So, and and that's a lot of why we're talking about the entire bar moving right because there, yeah. before we have different we have different folks whether they be people from different walks of lives or different age groups or whatever ha have adopted to new technology whether it have been email or a mobile phone or a fax machine or or a new tool or whatever it is at some point in time and right now everybody has had to to make those adjustments so um, the, 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 you're finding right now that customers are being forced, you know, kicking and screaming or, or okay and pleasantly um, on to that next level. I was talking to a, a, a client recently and, and she was talking about how she was just going to have to go back suddenly to go help three of her kids dealing with, you know, remote schooling. And I got to, to talking with her about how this was going to happen at some point, but um, we would have figured things out or they folks would have tried to figure things out way slower, right? That what, what we did in, oh, yeah. what we did in a month or two months, uh, would have happened over the course of three or four years. Um, yep. and, and so, so things like all the current digital tools that we have that, have, you know, even zoom, for instance, that has been thrown upon people who had not wanted to use that are going to zoom the products themselves are now going to have to adapt, adapt themselves to be easier for the lowest common denominator folks that are not as, 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 as tech savvy. And then folks who didn't want to get into technology are, are, are having to be supported by either younger folks in their, uh, in their family. If it happens to be that they're, you know, older and didn't, didn't it just happens to be the case yep. sometimes or, or folks that, uh, that, that, uh, you know, part of the, the companies have to be able to support those folks to get, um, to get on board. Um, uh, yep. but, but, but in general, it's, it's, it's a really interesting shift in what's going on. And, um, I know you and I have been having a lot of fun. I've been, you and I have been sort of texting back and forth between seeing 
how not only just the general like financial markets have been moving because of all the technology driven stuff, but then even sort of sharing from the passions of things that we find um, things like you yeah. know, autonomous driving and electric vehicles and all that back and forth. So I've, I've really, and it hasn't um, even started. I mean, I, these changes are, you know, we can, we can see some of them, but a lot of them, it's hard to see. I mean, when Elon gave me the first ride in the first Tesla, we didn't talk about autonomous cars or databases or neural networks. It was just an EV car, or, right? Or computer vision. Yeah, it was like he saw that he could build a car company that'd be more fun and, and cheaper than a Toyota, right? Because of electric motors. Well, now he's has a much bigger scheme of he's an energy company. And he has a, a whole data division and a whole software division doing all sorts of weird stuff with uh, cameras and and uh, radars and stuff, right? None of that existed back then. So this stuff changed, and that was 12 years ago, right? So the stuff changes pretty quick, uh, even for the smartest and the most connected and the richest people. And uh, it's fun. It's fun. And now to it's watch. doing it for yeah. everybody else. So, um, where can people uh, follow your adventures and uh, remind folks, <laughs> folks, of the, remind folks of the new book? Oh yeah. Uh, well, we we we've been talking about it. It's called the Infinite Retina, and it's about how seven industries are going to radically change because of spatial computing, right? Which is all the stuff we've just been talking about for an hour. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. You know. Um, all the usual Scobalizer. places. Globalizer Scob on Twitter is probably the best place because that's that's where I spend most of my on on social time, you know. But I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn too. I I, um, I super appreciate uh, your time, man. And uh, you know, again, normally I'd just like to just chill. It was funny uh, in my my Facebook memories popped up, and it was um, the what did they even call it back then? It was like the what was that like Twitter day that folks were having in their communities? Uh, um, it was years and years uh, ago. It was like Twestival. Twestival. Twest that's what it was. Yeah. And so it was, it was the photo. And I remember, I remember people were like going to their communities, but for whatever reason, the area that we went to, I don't remember if it was the weather or what, but it had very few people showed up to our particular area, but you were there. And so we got a chance to just, I mean, literally, I think a dozen people showed up um, and yeah. we got a chance to just, you know, shoot the breeze and, and talk about technology and stuff. And um, I always look forward to it because um, you, you love talking about that stuff. And for me, that's no other motivation than to really like get my brain cells churning around that stuff. Cause I'm normally somebody that my immediate community looks to when it comes to you know sort of understanding technology and you're my go-to guy to really pay attention to that to that stuff so again i appreciate yeah. your time but i'm talking to a lot of people about where things are going it's, and it, it's changing even for me it changes every day i learn something new so yeah. all right brother thank you very much for uh thanks. your time thanks for having Take me bye-bye i love i love i love that you finished the episode I super appreciate that you spent your time with us. You could have been in so many other places. Maybe you were avoiding those other places, and that why, that's why you spent time with us. At any rate, I hope the time was well spent. And uh, if, if you could do one thing for us, it would be incredible if you could subscribe to the podcast. And if you've already done that, first, I'd love to give you a hug when I see you next. And second, 
if you would then instead rate and review the podcast. It helps us get discovered. It helps others that are interested in the topics find us. And uh, all the way around, it is super appreciated. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you'd like to connect with me directly and ask me some questions about marketing or uh, maybe suggest a topic for an episode that we should be talking about, uh, go ahead and email me at adam, A-D-A-M, at secretsushi.com or just generally check us out at secretsushi.com to see what we're up to. All right, take care.